Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series called Return to Me, and I'll Return to You. Let's read Malachi 3.7. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? In what way? That's the most important question. In what way shall we return? As I said yesterday, this book, Malachi, is not about legalism, law, or works for righteousness. It's about honor, reverence, and obedience. Malachi 1.6 says this, A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I'm a master, where is my reverence, says the Lord of hosts to you priests who despise my name. You see, God's law is a curse to the sinner, but a blessing to the saint. His law brings death to the sinner, but life to the saint. In the middle of Paul's discourse about the law bringing death due to sin, he claims the law is holy, just, and good, and that he delights in the law according to the inward man. That's very interesting. Romans 7.12 says, Therefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. And Paul says in verse 22 of Romans 7, For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. Why the inward man? Because the inward man has been redeemed from the curse of the law. And the question again is, in what way shall we return? Well, God answers with a question. He says, Will a man rob God? He declares they have, and they ask, Well, in what way have we robbed you? And his answer is very clear. He says, In tithes and offerings. In my Christian experience of 34 years, tithing in the 80s and 90s was never an issue. It was always holy, always taught, always trusted, and operated. Suddenly, in the past 10 years, It is no longer seen as holy, no longer set apart, no longer separated, no longer sanctified, no longer sacred, and no longer dedicated. Well, what has happened? What happened was the economy. What happened was the decline of the church. What happened was liberal, progressive Christianity that is now changing anything that the Mosaic Law confirms as truth for success in life. Instead of being redeemed from the curse of the law, they say we are now redeemed from the law. Instead of the law being our tutor, we have kicked out 
the teacher because we don't like his boundaries. We have taken what is holy and removed its value. To say that the tithe is no longer applicable is to say that it is no longer holy. It is no longer a part. It is no longer sacred and no longer to be dedicated. Confessing Christians have done the same thing with adultery, fornication, homosexuality, marriage between a man and a woman, divorce, the Sabbath, the murder of the innocent, and idol worship. They are doing it now with the tithe. They say it no longer matters. Well, I say we have no right to take what is holy and say it has no value. Yes, the law brings death to the sinner, but it also brings life to the redeemed. Paul declared he delights in the law of God according to the inward man, and in chapter 8, he states the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made him free from the law of sin and death. God's laws are laws that do not cease to exist. They are right, they are fair, and they are our tutor. What is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus? Well, through Christ, it is the total redemption from the curse of the law, Therefore, the blessings of the law have full application in our lives now and in the future. For us, there is no death in the law. There is only life in the law. Why? Because those who obey the law are not subject to the curse of the law. They are only subject to its blessings. And our righteousness is in Christ. Now, I'm about to tithe today, and I'm about to come out of my shoes with joy, thanksgiving, and praise. Not because I have to tithe, but because I get to. A tithe is one-tenth, no less and no more. It is specific, defined by God himself. It is holy, and it has a blessing that goes with it. We do not decide the amount. We do not decide the place. We do not decide what it is for. This is God's choice. Why? Because the tithe is the Lord's. It is holy unto him. It used to be holy. It is still holy now. And it will always be holy forever. The tithe is not bondage to me. It's truly liberating to me. It is full of joy and thanksgiving. I can hardly wait. I don't have to decide how much. I don't have to decide where. I don't have to decide what for. I just have to trust him and obey. Wow, how wonderful it is. And it is holy unto him. I love the Lord. My tithe to him is given by faith, in reverence and honor. And because my tutor, or God's law, says it's holy. The law confirms its truth. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 2 says, Blessed is the one who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And verse 2 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And then Psalm 40, verse 8 says, I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. Galatians 3, 24 through 25 says, Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we're no longer under a tutor. Uh Uh-oh, what does that mean? It means I have been taught and I know what's right. I no longer need to be told what to do. I'm an adult. I have been taught. And now I'm responsible for using my own faith. My honor and reverence does not come from the law, but from my faith in the one who gave me life. Just like Abraham honoring Melchizedek. Reading Malachi 3.7 again, it says, Yet... 
From the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. That's quite an accusation. But God says, return to me and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But they said, in what way shall we return? In what way shall we return? Well, Malachi 3.8 says, will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? And he says, in tithes and offerings. You see, in what way shall we return? The answer is in tithes and offerings. You see, God has a financial system. It's comprised of two financial principles, tithes and offerings. It is a supernatural financial system that affects our natural financial system in supernatural ways. It is a financial system operated by faith, honor, reverence, and love for him. It is based upon the, quote, simple interest, end quote, in the kingdom of God being manifested on the earth. Its guidelines are so simple, there is no economic education necessary other than the word of God. Its blessings are so supernatural, they can only be explained by the power of God. You see, a tithe is simply 10% of all our increase. An offering is anything over and above. And here are the very simple guidelines. Tithes, God is in control of because it is his. Offerings, we are in control of because it is ours. Tithes, God decides the amount, which is 10%. And offerings, we decide the amount, anything over and above the 10%. In tithes, God determines where it goes, which is the storehouse or the church. And offerings, we determine where they go. To say that the tithe is no more applicable is not practical, not sensible, not savvy, not businesslike, and not financially wise. The tithe is not an offering. It's a return. We are simply stewards of what is his, and he allows us to honor him with it by choice through our faith and trust in him. For anyone to tithe and take full direction for its placement and purpose is the same as if I were to tell you where and what you had to do with your finances. I would call this a change of financial government. It would be returning the tithe to God with strings attached. Because the tithe is his, we do not pay the tithe. We do not give the tithe. Rather, we bring the tithe. Or we could say, we return the tithe. God's system of tithes and offerings is the most amazing, most wise, most miraculous, and most rewarding financial system ever designed. Why? Because God designed it. Abel and Abraham honored God with it. Jacob dedicated it. God's law confirmed it. Malachi prophesied it. Jesus confirmed it. And the writer of Hebrews wrote its continued existence in the New Testament around 50 years after the birth of the church. The word tithe has been in operation since Abraham. When the law was written about 430 years later, it only confirmed the wisdom of the tithe, and the New Testament confirms the tithe, but also goes even further into the wonderful wisdom of the offering. For someone to say the tithe is no longer applicable is to say that it does not matter what anybody gives, that they are in full control, and they simply do not have to trust God with his financial system. For anyone not to follow God's financial system is saying that they can do it better. This takes the control of the church out of God's hand and puts it in man's hand. The tithe is holy. It is to be set apart, sacred, and dedicated. We either trust God and obey him or we don't. 
honoring and trusting God is a choice. If the tithe is holy, then it is to be separated and dedicated to him. Some people believe this principle has changed in the New Testament because the law is obsolete. Let's look at what his word says. Just before God rebukes the priests for their dishonor and irreverence for robbing him in tithes and offerings out of Malachi 3.8, in verse 6, he says something very interesting. Malachi 3.6, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Yes, we are redeemed from the curse of not tithing, but we're not redeemed from the principle of honoring and reverencing God with the tithe. To say that we're redeemed from the financial principle would also say we are redeemed from its blessings. To say that the word tithe is no longer relevant is to say that Abraham, Melchizedek, Jacob, the Mosaic Law, the prophet Malachi, the Lord Jesus, and the book of Hebrews are all irrelevant. Well, that's all the time we have today. I must say I've enjoyed it. And so tune in tomorrow, same time, same place, and we'll continue with Malachi 3.7. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.